It doesn't matter whether you close your eyes or open them when you listen to this. Because it's pitch dark. You're walking slowly, unsure of your step. You hear a crunching sound, then a rustling. All of a sudden, there's a light. It's in your face. It blinds you, briefly. It's a torch. It's pointing you to a seat. It's horrible. You're in a room full of people eating popcorn. The film has already started and you've missed the beginning. But it doesn't matter because it's a horror movie. And there are loads and loads of horror movies and they're all the same. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Eric. Eric Threlfall. Eric is a bit of an expert. A big fan of horror movies. And yes, there is more than one kind. There's a slasher one, which is the man in the mask with the knife, like Halloween. There's a zombie, of course, which is very popular at the moment. There's the ghost ones, which would be things like The Haunting, The Innocents, uh, The Amityville Horror. The nature takes revenge genre, kick-started by The Birds, the Alfred Hitchcock film, and then Jaws made it very popular in the 70s. So when did it start? Probably with... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I think. Really? Mm. It has kind of horror elements. It has kind of a sinister edge for a, a kid's movie. You're going to love this. Just love it. The Gene Wilder one? Mm. Mm. Which bits? The Wonkatania sequence. Which is the boat that goes through the tunnel. And projected into the tunnel are all these quite surreal, grisly images. Including one of a, a millipede crawling across someone's face. There's no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> it's quite uh, sort of Salvador Dali or Hieronymus Bosch or something like that. And I suppose it was those more sort of sinister, fantastic elements of Willy Wonka that got me intrigued. Is it raining? Is anybody out there? I remember my sister and one of her friends from school talking about this film, and it, I was eavesdropping, and it was—I found it really terrifying. Really? Yeah. I was about eleven at the time, and she's saying, "Oh, we went to see this film called Evil Dead. I'll tell you all about it." Blah blah. blah. And oh. I was—I was listening in, going, "Oh my god, that sounds like the scariest thing ever." It's actually a comedy, and I realise that now, because I remember watching it with my dad, and my dad was laughing, and I couldn't understand why. Ellen Sandweiss's character hears a noise in the woods and just goes off in her nightie. I know someone's out there. As you would. As you would. I heard you. Is she armed? No, she just goes out in her nightie in a dressing gown. Is it a scary-looking dressing gown? No, it's white, but her nightie is scary-looking. It's brown. I heard you in the cellar. And does nobody say, leave it, it's okay, nobody cares about the noise? Well, apparently if you go to the cinema in the States, you'll get a lot of people talking back to the screen, saying, what are you doing? Don't do that, don't go in there. Ah! Horror films in general don't scare me, but I still find them quite fun. 
generally the dafter they are the more fun I'll have with them. The higher brow ones, I suppose, are generally considered good films, but the ones I tend to be drawn to the most are quite trashy. Are you sure you're all right? Mom, I'm fine. What film is that? Slumber Party Massacre 2. You be careful now, okay? Remember, I love you. I love you too. I think she gets attacked by a frozen chicken later in that film. The chicken becomes possessed? Mm, yeah. They're, they're being attacked by a killer who has a giant guitar with a drill at the end of it, and he looks kind of like Shaken Stevens. That can happen too. <laughs> well, I did make a little stop in Alley County, of course. A wild night in Alley County, wow. What's this? Mm-hmm. This is Bloody Moon. But I had an awful experience on the trip. It's a German and Spanish co-production set in Alicante. Are you staying in the old or the new section? In the old part, bungalow number 13, a girl in the very same bungalow was murdered brutally in her bed. There's a great scene involving a polystyrene rock falling off a cliff. (laughs) They didn't even try and carve a proper looking rock, so it's basically a cube and it bounces (laughs) off the ground. Didn't you see that enormous rock that came flying down just now? It only just missed me. Senorita, you must read the signs. What good does a sign do when I can't understand it? I wouldn't mind teaching out of the language. Hey, you are on duty, remember? Uh, What's happening there? <laughs> She's getting it on with a guy she thought was Ralph, but it actually is Miguel. He had a mask on, so she didn't no, know. Leave me alone! Thank yeah. you! Okay, what's Went he back, doing now? Stabbing her with scissors. Right. Part of the love game, or? No, because when he took off his mask, he's got kind of paper mache attached to his face I think it's supposed to indicate a scarring of some kind and she wasn't impressed and she said she didn't want to go any further so he got a bit upset and took out the scissors okay so that's not fair that's judging him on how he looks it is it's very shallow (laughs) there's a Spanish American movie called Pieces I know lieutenant I know but I'm doing the best I can it's just, it's a, a laugh from start to finish unintentionally. I mean, it's got bad acting, it's got bad dubbing, it's got the most ridiculous lines of dialogue you can imagine. You just gotta give me more time. We don't have any more time. There's a scene where a dismembered body is found beside a swimming pool, and about, I don't know, five yards away, there's a chainsaw covered in blood, and the detective asks, Do you think this has anything to do with the murder? <laughs> is there anything that frightens you at the moment? You're guaranteed to get a scare out of me if you put insects or creepy crawlies into a movie. Mildred, give me the lamp and flagstaff. Tell them I'm on my way. There's a William Shatner movie from the 70s called Kingdom of the Spiders, which is really ludicrous, but it freaks me out because it's millions of tarantulas invading a town. Kingdom of the Spiders is one of the nature-takes-revenge genre. Strange, frightful changes. That night, it all started. There's a great film actually called Squirm, which is about killer worms. They came from everywhere. Millions of writhing, seething creatures. Um, is it good? It's actually really, really well made. human flesh. Then in the 80s, there was one called Slugs, which was the same thing, except with slugs, but it, 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 was, it was not good at all. Are there people who are into horror movies who get offended by people like you sniggering at them? Yes, filmmakers, I think. Uh, I was, <laughs> well, no, I was at um, 
I was at a screening of a film called Shrooms, as in Mushrooms. It was the surprise screening at Dublin Horathon in 2007, I think it was. And it was really, really bad. And the whole audience booed at it. Well, they they laughed at it in places and then booed it at the end, not realising the director was in the crowd and oh, he was no. he was going to be doing a surprise Q&A afterwards, which was scrapped. So you have the stupid person going off look, investigating the sound? Yes. Okay. And then what other stuff? What other there's, all, there's a lot of films have a Joker character who likes to play pranks on his friends. He's usually not long either for this world. <laughs> so, so when you watch a movie and you're watching this sort of the, the lineup of people, can you mm. identify who? Yeah. It's certainly if you're watching something from the 70s and 80s and you haven't never seen it before, you can tell straight away who's going to be there at the end. And you, you can't really tell what order they're going to go in, but you know who's going to survive and who's not. Who does survive? It's usually the girl or the boy who's a bit smart. One, they might have glasses. They might read a book or something. Like if you think of Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, she's kind of nerdy. She goes around in a cardigan. You know, she's more interested in studying than she is in going out with boys. And that's why her friends meet a grisly end and she doesn't oh, I see mm. so there's a lesson for us all in that yeah smart girls <laughs> and what else what are the kind of motifs and, and devices do they use camera will pan past a scene in the kitchen for example and you'll see a big shiny knife or an axe or something hanging there and then it'll pan back a second later it'll be gone and you know that something <gasps> sinister is about to happen I love that yeah that stuff is really terrifying mm. If the ambient noise and the background music drops to a certain level. Well, you know, okay, something loud is about to happen. I can also tell in the first 30 minutes of the film, when something loud happens, it's just going to be a cat jumps out or somebody appears from behind a door. Whereas if it's in the later part of the film, something supernatural will happen. And does anyone try and engage with these people and see can they do anger management or counselling? <laughs> Surely there must be a character there with glasses who goes in and says, um, can we talk about this? Mm. There is a scene in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 where somebody tries to reason with Freddy and he gets thrown onto a barbecue. So, How does, I think the, how does the reasoning go? He's, he says something like, please tell us what you want. We're here to help you. Calm down. <laughs> Freddy's having none of it and he throws him onto the barbecue. But is yeah. Freddy kind of remorseful then after that? Does he kind I don't of- think, no, I don't think that Freddy has ever shown any remorse. Mm. Okay. You've got the body. I've got the brain. There's a final chase scene often, isn't there? Mm, yeah. It was predominantly with women and they became known as the final girl. That would be epitomised by Jamie Lee Curtis because she was the final girl in Halloween, Terror Train, Prom Night and The Fog and Halloween 2. It's the girl who has to endure sort of 20 minutes of being chased at the end of a film by the killer and then finally, you know, wins. Breaking a lot of furniture. Yeah, that's the door that'll have to get replaced. And Jamie Lee's about to smash the glass. The patio door will have to be replaced. Nobody worries about what the parents will say when they get home. No, she won't be getting a tip for this babysitting job. Mm. Why does the woman in the nighty 
and the dressing gown not come out to help her. She seems to be keen, <laughs> yeah. she seems to be keen on investigating. Well, no, she's, she's had enough adventuring outside after her encounter with the tree. Can you remember a scene that was really, really good at, at building the anticipation and then just a total letdown? Well, during the 80s, videos and film over here were censored quite heavily, so you'd get a lot of that. You'd get a lot of build-up and then no payoff because the scene would have been cut by the censors. Really? Mm, completely, yeah. So what would happen? There's a film called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and if you watch that back in 1984 85 the film had no payoff to any scene and you'd be left one it became confusing because you didn't really understand what was going on it's kind of a supernatural horror film there's a scene where a woman finds a microchip and she starts meddling with it with a screwdriver and a laser beam comes out of it and flies into her face but you don't see what happens after that and you're left wondering okay what happened there whereas if you saw the the full unedited version you saw exactly what happened which is what? half her face was, <laughs> was blown off and an insect crawls out of her mouth Ah. Which gives it, which kind of sets up a scene later in the film. And do you or do others tend to be a real know-all when you come out of that and go, well, it's not as good as the 1976 version starring... Kind of, kind of, yeah. I mean, I went to see a film called Quarantine, which is a remake of a Spanish film called Wreck, and two old ladies sat in front of me in the cinema, and I was prejudging them, thinking, what do they know? They're in the wrong cinema. And as I was walking out... I heard them discussing with each other the merits of quarantine versus the original Spanish film, and I learned a valuable lesson. In March 2008, the U.S. government issued an emergency order sealing off an apartment complex in Los Angeles, California. There were no explanations. There was no evidence. Until now... Eric Threlfall, horror movie expert and podcaster. You can find a link to his podcast if you go to the Curious Ear page on the Doc on One site. That's rte.ie slash Doc on One and click on the tab marked Curious Ear.